Welcome to What's Poppin'. My guest this week is Mark Hickman. Mark, thanks for coming on the show this week. No problem. It's a pleasure to do this. So, Mark, I always start with the first question of how long have you lived in the area? We moved here in 1978, uh, my senior year of uh, high school. For a little period, I moved back down to Southern California for like three years. But I Is moved. that where you were beforehand? Yeah, so okay. San Fernando Valley. Okay. Didn't work out down there, and I came back up here, and I've never left. Same area the whole time? Yeah, Newark. Newark? First year, we lived in a house really close to the first church my mom and them got, but they bought a house in 79. Okay. And we've lived in that house ever, ever since? since. Nice. Yeah. All right, so you've been here since 78. Uh, how did you get to Prince of Peace then? That's a good little story. Well, like I said, my first their first church was right down the street. Okay. So they were Lutheran. Okay. They went to St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Silmar. I love the pastor. Uh, but they moved up here, and they, they just happened to have Holy Redeemer hmm. two blocks away. Oh, convenient. It was a nice church. Something happened that they had to go away from it. Okay. They, they love the people. They love the... It's a long story, but they had to <laughs> go find another church. They came here. Yeah. And my mom fell in love with Pastor Zelt, Pastor Mosley. Okay. And because she, her, one of her requirements is a, a good teacher, a good pastor. Well, that's a Pastor Zell right there. Well, it's you too, brother. <laughs> oh, I love your messages. I appreciate that. Mike. So that's how they came. But how I came to Christ and going to churches after my dad passed away, okay. I had to move in with my mom because my older brother, Dave, had a family down in LA and my second brother had a family in San Diego. Okay. My sister lived around here. She was a single mom, mm. so she couldn't. She had to take care of everything. Yeah. So I ended up moving with my mom. Yeah. And actually, my aunt Patty moved in with us because it was I couldn't do it just by myself. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I've lived there ever since. How long ago was that? I think that was like in 2002. Okay, so a while ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my dad died, I think, in 2000 or 2001. Mm. The way I came was uh, I started coming here. Mm-hmm. I went to my brother's church and something happened to me that opened my I was pretty, I was a, a drug addict, mm. but I sort of accepted Christ in my heart, but yeah. I, I didn't just start going to church right away. Yeah, yeah. What I did was I dived into the, the Bible, Bible. Yeah. and my brother said, don't read the Old Testament, read the New Testament first. Mm -hmm. So I read the Testament, I was like reading the Bible at that time. Yeah. But my mom, she was... A, church goer every sunday devout lutheran devout lutheran <laughs> yeah. she can yes she's a devout lutheran yeah <laughs> she had an accident i'm not sure before my dad died or right after but she was sort of in the position i am right now okay you know, that you uh, needs help getting around a little yeah. bit yeah and here i am reading the bible starting to come to christ and uh she didn't go to church one morning mm -hmm. and i said what well, you know why aren't you going to church he says well you know what i i had to take i'm in so much pain i had to take so much mm. painkillers i yeah. can't drive yeah and I said, get dressed, we're going. Mm. And she said, it's too late to get to service today. I said, starting next week, yeah. we're going to church. You take your pills, mm -hmm. I'll go to church with you. And that's how I started coming. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty awesome. Um, Isn't God just like amazing? Like, yes. <laughs> the and way I he love... works and the way he maneuvers things to mm -hmm. get us to where we need to be so mm -hmm. that we can be closer to him. Well, it's amazing how so many times you come into church and You've done it, Pastor Zell's done it, Sauer's done it, and the pastor tells you exactly what you need to hear. Mm. It's like, wow, you feel like he's yeah. sermoning to just yeah. you. The Holy Spirit's like, working. like, how did you know I yeah. needed to hear this? Yeah. Yeah, but 
Then I, can't, I, I really didn't have any inclinations to sing in the band at all. Okay. My focus was just come to church. Okay. Learn about the word. Yeah. And get there. Grow in your faith. Yeah. Yeah. But there, like after three or four months coming, this guy, uh, Freddie and his wife, and everybody sits in their same little pews mm -hmm. in church. Yep. <laughs> and me and my mom said it are the same. But this couple, Freddie and his, I forget his wife's name, and one Sunday he turned around and looked at me and said, dude, you need to be up there singing. Really? And I'm like, you know, no, 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 no. But then the next week he said the same thing. If you don't go up there, I will. Yeah. So, so I got into the praise band. That's another story that will yeah. take 20 minutes. You know, I know you got other questions and they are great questions, you know. All right, so let's do the next one then. Um, what has been your favorite work experience? That's a really good one. My, I'm a carpenter. And one year, this is like a couple years after I've been coming here. Yeah. I've been singing in the praise band for probably like a year or so. And they were doing the preschool. Mm. They were turning oh, it yeah. into the office. Yeah. And I just happened to be, like I said, God works in weird ways. Yeah. So I happened to be out of employment, but I was still going to go back to the guy I worked for because it was just happened to be the time we weren't, didn't have any houses. To like frame. a seasonal type thing. Yeah. yeah. And they were starting the demo on the building mm -hmm. over here. I've been doing carpentry too long to do demo. So yeah. I, ke I kept <laughs> I kept passing the church up. I drive through here and they're still taking down stucco. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Finally, <laughs> I get, they were still taking down stucco. And I said, they're just taking too long. Yeah. So I went one Monday morning and I just packed up my tools. I mean, everything. Yeah. Saw, saw the presser nail gun you know the whole works. yeah and i pulled up and uh and i'm standing there with the crew and like this guy val says you need to sign this waiver oh yeah here's yeah. your hat and here's your orange vest and i'm like i don't really wear these he's like you, you, have, you to. have to insurance yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so he says what do you got so i pulled my truck up and here's all my tools and he's like ask me what do i do so i got into there yeah and Ended up taking over the plans and pretty much running the job. Really? Yeah. The second day on the job, he said, yeah, you don't need a vest or something. I need something. I need you to look at something. Yeah. <laughs> and they happened to be this uh, people called Laborers for Christ. Okay. Yeah. So they, uh, three Just, couples, actually two couples, but they had mobile homes here and they lived on the site. Okay. And they worked for minimum wage. Yeah. And believe me, these people probably work their butts off. I was going to say yeah. they busted their butts. <laughs> yeah. And I, Pastor Zelton knows this. I fell in love with these people. Yeah. We would, you know, go have dinners. We did a devotion every single day. Hmm. You know, I'm a carpenter. Break yeah. time is ten o'clock. We yeah. go, you know, yeah. have a cigarette, have something. And yeah. No, our our break time was a devotion. Yeah. Sing old hymns. <laughs> And I, I was there for like probably four months. I oh, went wow. all the way through it, yeah. you know, but I just fell in love with it. I mean, that is the best job I've ever huh. done in my life. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I fell in love with those people. That was probably one of the biggest, best experiences a, in my life. Yeah. You never them. would expect it would have happened either. Yeah. I thought I was going to go in there and just yeah. help them build this thing. I, yeah. You know, ah. it was awesome. You're and, being built at the same time. Yeah. Mark, what are two things from the message last Sunday that made you think, sounded good, or caused you to react in some way? Well, number one, faster putting up that video. Yeah, that know? video was pretty powerful. Yeah. And yeah, those ladies were so well-spoken. 
Yeah, that was very well done. I was hoping somebody else would look at it. That's why I wanted to say it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm happy Pastor seen it. I was really shocked to see it on the screen. Yeah. It was just a powerful, powerful yeah. thing to see. You see these sports guys say, yeah, I give all the glory to God. And then that's it. Yep. These ladies just went on and on and on. And he asked me to like try to introduce the first song, which was Battle Belongs to the Lord. Mm -hmm. The battle we have right now mm -hmm. is what them women did. Mm. We need to go there and spread the word. Yeah. yeah. You know, or and, and you do it in your actions, you know. Yeah. And that you could tell that that coach was coaching them in more than just softball. Yeah, I was just talking to Pastor Zell. That guy was probably more happy yeah. about what them three women did mm -hmm. than winning the championship. Yeah, that you know, it came it came through very clearly. That coach was instrumental in how those women's those women their faith was formed, right. uh, and yeah. and how they lived their life in Christ, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and they they'll live like that for the rest of their lives. Yep. you yep. know, yeah. They'll have struggles like any of yep. us, you know. And they acknowledge that. Yeah. yeah. The women will go through struggles, but because of their faith, yep. they'll have the ability to get through it. Mm -hmm. And I love the part where he showed the, that he healed a leopard. Mm. And to see it actually, what leprosy is. is yeah, not, the pictures I mean, were powerful. Right. We, yeah. we see things in like Braveheart or these other movies where they have the cloths all wrapped and, around and, yeah. and all they have is a little buff so no that's not you but know. see people who actually have leprosy today right yeah. they have their hands are loved their bodies their face are dis yep. disfigured yep and to think that this they healed them just at once yep immediately yeah and so i was i was thinking to myself when pastor Zolt was talking about that because when he showed the pictures i had never seen pictures of someone le with leprosy like that before and they it's so unfortunate because they look less than human, yeah. right? Yeah, they and do. so I, I was like thinking, a cartoon. Yeah, and so I, I was like, I was thinking to myself, so when when Jesus healed this man, was he just made completely whole again? Right. The crowd would see that, like, not just he's no longer has leprosy, but like his face is made whole, his hands are made mm -hmm. whole, he's standing upright, he can see like everything, like. And I would, I would assume that's how Jesus did it because he had to go back to the, the priest and show that, hey, right. I, I'm, I'm no longer unclean. Well, you gotta, he just read, as I read, the, went back to five and read the Sermon on the Mount. So there was a lot of people following yeah. him. Hundreds and hundreds of disciples, yep. plus the 12 disciples. So he did this in front. A lot of the people. A lot of people. Yep. See, I'm reading three Bibles right now. Hmm. I started doing Bible study and I needed to read the Bible, but some of these words are so small. Yeah. So I have an NIV, bot, which has the big letters. Yeah, yeah. Plus the study notes, which is good. Yeah. But I wanted another one to re uh, read uh, in Bible study. And I, one stipulation was I wanted the words in red. Okay. And I wanted to be able to read it pretty much. And it was a funny thing. I was looking at Bibles here and there and there. Yeah. And I happened to see this Bible and is this living bible the a bible i should be reading is it okay with the lutheran <laughs> yeah it's okay it's called a paraphrase i was going to say because i was asking you some questions about yeah, the so reading the living bible is a paraphrase which is a great bible for people who are getting into understanding the word because it's not exactly what the, what the words on the page were in the greek and the hebrew mm -hmm. it's someone who uh who paraphrased into English that's easier to understand today, yeah. which can be very, very helpful, but you're also knocking the exact same details you would get from yeah. a actual translation. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so, I have, so if you're using two or three Bibles at the same time, the Living Bible is a great uh, companion to that because then you can go back to the other translations and be like, oh, okay, yeah. he says this, and it's explained this way in the paraphrase, but the word's actually this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, which one is the one in the church? Is that the uh, NIV? So we used it. <laughs> a little confusing now. Yeah, I know. I'm going to write it down. We have the NIV 84 in the pews. Four? Yeah, 1984, which is almost impossible to get these days. Is it a new NIV okay? Yeah, there's a new NIV, and it's it's uh, unfortunately made some choices in its translation that are politically correct instead of actually reflecting okay. what, what the scripture says. Uh, and so... Um, it's just not the, the best in a lot of spots. Right. Um, and so on the screen and in the bulletin, we have the ESV, which is the English Standard Version, okay. uh, which is a little bit more difficult to read because it, it reflects closer to uh, the original languages. Okay. It's kind of like King James um, in the fact that it actually re represents the language better, but that makes it harder to to yeah, read today in English. Yes. Yeah. I hear some of the people do reading. Pastor will ask somebody, can you read this? And I'm looking down and it's like, I ain't even close. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like, the funny thing is, is I'm, I'm going to use the, on Sundays, that Bible. The Pew Bible? Right. I'm going to yep. use the NIV to study. Yep. But I like the words in red because that's the words that Jesus mm -hmm. said. So I'm going to have the three Bibles. Yeah. So I'm going to stick to it. Because I noticed in the first part, it says, where did I write that down? They're different. Yeah, the one you have in the church is see, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show. And this one it says, don't stop to talk to him. Go right to the priest to be examined. Yeah. And I think the point of that was, yeah, it, it he, he he didn't want any time between him the healing mm -hmm. and the examination. Mm. He wanted because then they could spread. All oh, the guy went over. The, right. He went immediately. Just go to take the care priest. of it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I the other part was like. The offering required by Moses, mm. the, what is, and this is the gift Moses commanded a testament to them. What is that? Yeah, so Pastor Zell referenced that a little bit in, in talking about the, in Leviticus and the Old Testament, uh, where they talked about the leprous diseases. And so in order to be brought back into the worshiping community, there were certain offerings they had to give along with the priest looking at, okay, you're clean, you're no longer uh, disease-ridden where you're contagious. You also have to sacrifice, say, two right. pigeons or something like that. Well, I'm reading the Old Testament because the pastors walked through the Bible. Now I'm reading all of it. So yeah, so they did yep. the burnt offerings, the fact that... Yep, different kind of offerings, and I didn't realize that if you were like really poor, you had to do pigeons. Yeah, and the standard got up. If you were really rich, you should have to bring a bull. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. I mean? Yeah. Yep. So they had, you know, what you can whatever give, you can, whatever you could afford, right. basically. Yeah, and yeah. I think of the lady that was only gave a few pennies. The widow's every, mite. Yeah, she gave everything she had. Yep. She gave more than these rich people. Yep. You know, I just love that part. Yeah. No, I did that. I love the authority. You know the goodness of God mm. and in reading the Sermon on the Mound, everything is good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No. And he, one part says, if you uh, do one to others as you wish to done done to you or love one another, mm -hmm. that's pretty much you'll handle all the Ten Commandments. Yeah, for sure. If you obey that and think that. Yeah, at yeah. least for, for sure what we call the second table. So the first table deals with our relationship with God, right? So I have no other gods, that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, and then the second table is all about how do we interact with each other, 
right? Okay. And, and so do not steal, do not right. commit adultery, do not commit murder, don't be covetous, those type of things. Right. If, if you love one another the way God loves us, right. then you'll take care of that whole section. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the one problem my mom's getting on me right now is I, I call people bad. You know, you shouldn't call anybody dumb. Oh, yeah. Morons. It's not a yeah. good thing to get in the habit of. Yeah. But we're human. Yep. That guy's a moron. Yep. You know? It's hard, hard not <laughs> to. Truth, that's, Jesus is telling you, don't do that. Yep. You know? Yep. You know? Yeah. Because we're morons too. We are morons. <laughs> you know what? You're a moron for saying that. You know? <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 I just, yeah, the messages were, I, I never ever stop with what you guys do. That's why I went back and read them. Sermon on the Mount. That's yeah. really long. That's good context yeah. for what he was talking about on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And then you get into the, all the all the healing and the yeah. you know, things, the great things he did, the miracles he worked on, the blind people, the, the Roman officer, you know, you don't I don't need to come, just go there. Just yeah. because of your belief, yeah. He's healed. Yeah. Know? His authority comes through very strongly yeah. in that section you know? of scripture. Yeah. And I think this made the Pharisees really, really I really would mad, imagine, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he didn't, he didn't. I am the law of Moses. He, he, and he's backing it up. He's backing <laughs> it up, and they didn't yeah. like it. Yep. You know, he made them look. He made them look like morons. <laughs> Only because they didn't agree with him. Yes. Right. If they would agree with him, they'd been fine. Right. But he didn't get. He didn't come in this, that mess. Sermon amount. He didn't come to abolish the Ten Commandments oh, and yeah. his laws. Yeah. He came just to show us what it actually means. Yeah. <laughs> On the servant of mound, this is what it actually means, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I imagine these 5,000, or there's another one, where they he started getting too extreme for the crowd, and they start, would start leaving. So Yeah, that, yeah, that happens in John, right? Yeah. yeah in John, John, yeah it gets they, to the point where he actually said some things dwindles like, down to finally saying, these are my 12 disciples, is yeah. they were still there. Yep. You know, because his message was so radical. That was right before... Shortly before he went to be crucified, right? Yeah, in in the Gospel of John. Yeah, right. so so in the Gospel of John, that happens when he uh, he talks about how his body is is true food mm -hmm. and yeah. his blood is true drink. Yeah. Right? Cannibalism. And, and, yeah, and so the the crowd's like, "This is the hard teaching." Yeah. It got too extreme <laughs> got for too him. Extreme. You know yeah, yeah, but there was a lot of people that stayed. Yep, and that's that's pretty much when he said, "You know, these twelve people, like you know, and they were just like us." Yeah. They were arrogant, brash, you know. That's one of the things that Pastor Zell brought up this Sunday, which I thought was really cool. The idea that he's such a welcoming person and God yeah. that he chooses someone from both sides of the political extremes and says, you are part of the family. We are working out this together. Okay. Right, <laughs> he doesn't, and so patches up. He said you can connect that to American politics today if yes, you want. You like can. you can go to the extreme left and the extreme right, and and Jesus said no, this is for everybody. So I got, I got a question for you, which I am really curious about. This, what is your favorite worship song to uh, sing, uh, and why? I'll, just, I'll I'll get to that, but the thing is, <laughs> I used to do a karaoke show, okay, and so I had to learn a lot of songs. And I used to do a lot of competitions. Oh, okay. So when you do a song in a competition, you want to pick a song you love, mm -hmm. sing a song that's in your heart, mm -hmm. and not only do you know the words, but you you can you can actually perform it. Perform it, yeah, mm -hmm. really better. And uh, after all the years of uh, one of the most amazing things I found about singing Christian songs mm -hmm. and singing the praise band, I loved all of them. You know, almost everyone. 
they certain not favorites of these songs on they're all good to me yeah so they all i don't it's really really hard to pick a favorite song i knew it was gonna be hard really really hard yeah, yeah but you still but, have something that uh, you, yeah i greg bennett and pam bennett and kara know this yeah days of elijah ah holy he comes riding on the back. yeah it's such a when i was you can a, picture it can't you well something <laughs> about me when i was worship leader and singing in the band they stuck me at the end, not because I was speaking, just because I moved around too much. <laughs> I was very, very... They were animated. Animated. Yeah. I had a lot of heart. I had a lot of energy. Yeah. And I remember one time I was singing so hard. I, it was probably not Days Elijah, but my mic got disconnected from the cord. And Greg Bennett said something afterwards. I didn't do anything. I didn't panic. I just reached down, picked up the board, put it back in, and started singing again. <laughs> yeah, but Zayn's Elijah is just something about it. I don't want the song to end. Yeah. I'm like, every time we do it in practice, I'm like, no, let's do another chorus. Let's do more of the bridge, you know? Yeah. No one like Jehovah. That's the one you like. Yeah. yeah. That, that is my favorite song Speaks to sing. To That's awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that, but there are so many songs that it could have been. Nah, yeah. it could have been because of my, uh, I might be 62 years old, but I have a, I'm a young at heart. Yeah. And I listened to one of the things that, just gave me so much passion. I was listening to Christian music, mm, like Caleb. Third Day. I didn't start. I didn't know about Caleb at the beginning. I got CDs. Third mm. Day, Debo uh, Norman, uh, Jeremy Camp. The Third Day, tw twenty years ago, had some good stuff. Yeah, he's still good. He's a great worship leader. I seen him in concert with a bunch of people from here. Oh yeah, and it was up in Cornerstone Church in Livermore. Mm. They played for three and a half hours. I believe it. <laughs> And the people wouldn't leave. Yeah. You know, and that's how much passion they have for yeah. it. Yeah. But then Crane Chris Tomlin. Oh yeah. yeah. He's probably the greatest yeah. worship song writer. Yeah. The, the, of he, of he, the last generation. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you're right. I could have picked a lot more you songs. Could've. Yeah. But Days of Elijah. Yeah. Days yeah. of Elijah is my favorite. That one fits because I've seen you sing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I, yeah. 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 There was the other one which is uh, my Redeemer lives. They do mm. it at Palm Sunday. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's another one. Yeah, you know, I like that one too. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one to end the service. It's uplifting. It's a it's a good tambourine song. Yes, that's I like Pam, a, Pam I like Bennett. a good tambourine. Pam Bennett's up there with the tambourine. <laughs> I tried playing tambourine once when with uh, Jenny uh, Zelt at that time and Melissa, and I said I was like hitting it on my leg. Really wasn't doing that great, but the next morning I had a bruise like this, <laughs> like 12 inches round from banging the tambourine. I'm too excited. No, I ain't doing that no more. <laughs> well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No I really appreciate it. It's been great to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to do a lot more of that because we're going to, what's this thing we're doing with the directory we're going to start oh we're going to get people on the directory and we're going to get people uh their pictures up there and their names up yeah. there so that we all know each other and so if you've been talking to somebody for a couple of years and forgot their name or yeah. never knew it now you're going to know it which will help us connect together even more as family here i don't i'm not good with names mm. so i'll look up people's faces right so if we that's get, who they're if we know. get that directory all set and everyone's on there it's gonna be so good for all of yeah. us yep recognize faces yep remember names names are important names are important yeah. you know mm -hmm. i got tired of saying that since i came back a year ago i've made it a point because before i would get done with a service and 
we used to practice early in the morning and mm -hmm. you'd be pooped and yep, done. Yep. And I didn't take enough time to hang out after. Yeah. yeah. And we would come from practice to the church, mm -hmm. sing, and then go Just home. Just get out, yeah. I didn't realize, you know what? I know these people's faces. They keep saying, hi, Mark. Yep. And I just say, hey, hi, you, you know. So I've been doing that since I've come back. Came back and I'm, I'm getting to know that going, playing in the, singing in the choir, which I've never done. Yeah, I know. I didn't you know, go to early services, but fell in love with it. I actually was a selfish reason. I wanted to get there because my voice was really shot. Yeah, you had mentioned you know, that. Yeah. I told Kara, I said, I need to do a little training. I need to get training. Yeah. I need to get uh, focused in the word mm -hmm. and I need to be able to stand. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with the choir. You know, it, it's taught me a lot, but uh, it's asked after the service because late service people, they got places to go, athletes or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. park. But the, after the first service, a lot more people, people hang out. Hang out. Yeah. Yep. And you can go out there, have a cup of coffee, yep. and get to know these people. Yep. So, you know, I, I started coming to the service earlier, you know. Yeah. And I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right, dude. It was really nice talking to you. Thank you for letting me do this. Thank you, Mark. All right.